and 102.7 FM. And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is Play by Play coming to you live here on this Friday, the end of the week version of Play by Play. Casey Jessler here. We're hoping to have a good 90 minutes of sports talk here um, on this edition of Play by Play. We've got a handful of coaching guests lined up. We've got Chandler Guitros for his usual slot at 1145 here on Friday. Then we've got uh, Brett Crosby, who will be lined up at noon to talk some South Lafouche High School basketball. And, you know, maybe we even talk with Brett about some other stuff. You know, Brett usually sends us a text here or there about some of the things that we talk about. So he follows the world of sports very closely. We'll have him on to talk about some things going on over in Tarpon Land at noon. We have a guy kind of sort of on the fence right now. We've got Damien St. Pierre, who's scheduled for 12-15, but he's saying that, you know, some work things are coming up and it's going to be cutting it close. So if we get him, we'd love to have him. If not... Uh, we'll, we'll try to get him some other time. Damien's been super busy at work, and our folks over at Dan Oss are keeping things rolling. So we may or may not have him at 12.15. If not, we will we will find something to talk about to cover that segment. Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here. The Blue Boot Rodeo. The Blue Boot Rodeo is happening right now at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court until Saturday, July 7th through 9th. At the Grand Isle Marina, 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo. Uh, Southland Dodge and Homa. We thank them so much for their continued support of our endeavors here on Coastal Broadcasting. We also thank Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. How about Dufresne Building Materials? Got you covered for your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Those are our wonderful sponsors. We thank them so much for allowing us to be here. And a reminder, join us on Saturday. So tomorrow morning for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself, for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. That is the Sports Corner. Presented by Terrebonne General Health System every Saturday from 10 to noon on ESPN 100.3. And then also you can hear it right here on 102.7 and 1600 AM KLEB. Those are always a, a, a weekly simulcast where we use both stations to make it happen. So a couple of things here in the first segment of the show that I want to talk about is, uh, you know, we want to talk about it and give a, a plug and a shout out to our guy, Kenny Lacey. His, you know, remember we had Kenny on uh, about a week or so ago now. And we were talking about his um, three-on-three league, which is starting today. Uh, actually, is going to be taking place today. The first games will be at the BST Academy Gym, 3009 West Park Avenue in Gray, Louisiana, behind Shriver Auto Parts. It's a, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-team league. And some of the best players in our area are going to be competing in the league. Uh, you got guys like... Nylon Grogan, um, you know, Jemiah Williams, Damian Hodges, uh, let's see, Travion Smith, Quan Raymond, 
uh, Zay Martin, Terrell Nixon, uh, Richard, yeah, Richard Hampton might be the best returning player in our entire area. Preston Borda, you know, Kaj Lacey, um, or Kaji Lacey, sorry. Kai Johnson, Robert Sandolph, Preston Borda, as we said a minute ago, TJ Ruffin, Caroline Adams. There are women that are playing also. Caroline Adams is a tremendous returnee. Bailey Streams. Uh, so basically, if you're a basketball fan in the area, you want to go out and catch you know these teams playing. It's three on three, and uh, it's free admission for week one. And go hungry. There's going to be food and you know drinks and everything in the store that will be sold. Um, so there are going to be, let's see, one, two, three, four, five games that will be taking place today, beginning at 5, ending at 7.40. So go on out and catch them today. It's going to be a very fun time and a lot of uh, – a lot of talent on the floor. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing about that is I think it's tremendous. The opportunity for our kids in the area to have a chance to play, compete, get better, hone their skills, and then also have fun, right? Like we lose, I think that we as adults sometimes, and shame on us for doing this, we as adults sometimes lose track of and I wanted to bring this up based on something that Shane Trosclair said on yesterday's show. We get so carried away with, okay, playoff brackets and postseason positioning and LHSA politics and you know select schools and non-select schools and this team's going to go here and that team's going to go there and all the mumbo-jumbo and nonsense and garbage that we focus on as adults. We forget sometimes the fact that, hey, the dudes on the field are 14 through 18-year-old children, right? You know, they don't like to be called children. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a young man. I'm a, I'm a big point guard and all the different cliches that they use, but they're children. And this is supposed to be a developmental stage of their life, right? This is supposed to be a time where they're learning how to play, learning how to communicate, learning how to learn life skills that will teach them how to be adults, Right. And what goes with that is part of being a kid is having fun, making memories, you know, playing with your friends and, you know, sharing experiences with your buddies and, you know, creating the stories that you'll be sitting around a bar someday when you're 40 telling those stories for the rest of your life. So more important than, you know, who's going to win and who's going to lose and where the teams are going to shake out and all this other stuff which is all fun and well and good. It's awesome, <clears throat> excuse me, that there's going to be an opportunity for these kids around our whole community, right? Because this is not just a Thibodeau thing. This is not just a Homa thing. There are kids from down the bayou playing. There are kids from you know Central Lafouche playing. This has been an opportunity for kids across our area to get experience and go have fun. You know, Go have fun. I'll tell you a story. Whenever I was 17 years old, guess what I did? I did the exact same thing that Kenny and Nate Myers are doing. I had a three-on-three league out of my house. I had a three-on-three basketball league out of my house. We we created, me and my buddies, we created like five or six teams. We got some of our friends together. We made a little mock website and everything, and we were updating the scores and the stats. And look, we never, because we were kids and we didn't have any adult guidance at the time, I was just kind of running the league out of my bedroom. Um it always never got more than three or four games in before we said, oh, you know what, to hell with this. We're not doing this anymore. Let's just, you know, play and have fun. So without that structure, it always fell apart. 
But I still remember playing those games with my friends. I remember, you know, I, I could tell you my team. My three-on-three team was myself, my buddy Richard Fisher, and my buddy Chris Williams. We were the Egrets. That was the name of our team. I could tell you that there was another team in the league. My buddy Jeremy, my buddy Chris, and my buddy, my buddy Pierce were all on a team together. You don't forget those things, right? You don't forget those things. So I know that while, yes, it'll be fun and it'll be amazing and we'll get a chance to see all this great talent and everything play, the most important thing is that um, these kids are going to be making memories and having a great time while doing it. So going out today, 5 o'clock, that's 3009 West Park Avenue out in Gray, BST Academy Gym, behind the Shriver Auto Parts. Come with an empty stomach. There's going to be you know food, french fries, and you know, drinks, and everything of this sort. And watch the kids play. And then appreciate the fact that, man, these boys are and girls are having a really doggone good time. And you know what? That's what it's all about at the end of the day. So it's play-by-play here on KLEB. We want to kind of uh, talk a little bit of high school football here before we dive into our first commercial break. Is um, HL Bourgeois was a team last season that really took a lot of people by storm, right? I remember, you know, before the storm, the South Lafouche Tarpons were supposed to play HL Bourgeois in the Jamboree. And I'm not going to mince words here. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to lie to you all. The word on the street before that Jamboree, which was South Lafouche taking on HL Bourgeois, was like, all right, this is going to be like a little quick warm-up. You know, we're going to, we're being South Lafouche, we're going to roll over HL Bourgeois and kick, take some momentum and get ready for the start of the season. The word before the storm was that Bourgeois was having issues. They didn't have very many coaches. Guys weren't necessarily pulling in the same direction and that they were poised to have a really, really poor season. That was the word on the street before the storm. Of course, we'll never know if that's how it would have actually turned out. But the word on the street before the storm was like, yeah, they're kind of struggling. It might be a long year. It might be a rough year for those guys out in gray. Then we have the storm, right? And then there's this pause and this lull, and we're trying to figure out when we're actually going to be playing football again, right? The Jamboree gets washed out. First couple weeks of the season get washed out. And then, oh, yeah, Tawaski Anderson, your head football coach, he's out of the area. He's resigning. You know, he had severe damages from the storm, had to move out of the area. Oh, crap. <laughs> I got a team that's already looking like, you know, they might be a little bit behind the eight ball. And then now they lose their coach at a very inopportune time. Sterling Washington takes over. And you have no expectations for this team, right? So they get to week one of play, which is their, which is week four of the, the calendar. And they're playing Terrebonne, which is Gary, you know, Hill's team. And you're thinking, all right, Terrebonne's going to you know, take care of this, right? You know, they've got great athletes out there. HL Bourgeois beats them. 19 to nothing. It was a big shocker. I remember, uh, didn't even have electricity, I don't think, yet at that time. I remember looking at that on my phone. I was like, what? That's got to be a typo. Then they fall to Destrahan. Hey, no shame. Everybody falls to Destrahan, right? Then they beat East St. John. Then they beat Thibodeau. Then they play Hondo pretty close and lose, kind of fall apart at the end. HL Bourgeois had a wonderful season last year, and it kind of got overshadowed by some of the drama that happened with the storm, right? You know, you don't talk about a team going four and three or whatever whenever your community is falling apart and you don't have power. and So it ended up not being as big of a story as it otherwise would have been. If this would have been just a regular old year and there was no drama, nothing going on, 
the way that they ascended and made the po- the postseason in 5A would have ended up being a huge deal. So now they approach year two with Sterling Washington, and you're actually going to be the full-time head coach this year. He was just kind of carrying the interim tag this past season. And they're going to open up. Uh, actually, we don't have a week one opponent listed for them on the LHSAA, but they're going to play West Jefferson, Ellender, Terrebonne, Destrehan, then East St. John, then Thibodeau, then Hanville, then South Terrebonne, and Central Lafourche. So H.L. Bourgeois has got a challenging schedule, but I identify them as a team that is going to be so intriguing and so fun to watch in the upcoming year because, y'all, again, I don't know what to expect. Last year, I was I was dead wrong, and it ain't just me. Everybody in the area was so dead wrong. We didn't see the season that they were going to have coming. But then they did have a big senior group, right? They lost some guys there. But from what I'm being told, there's some talent there yet, and they're going to be a team that's going to be fun to watch and a team to look out for. And kudos to Sterling Washington, my old leadership terrible brother, for doing a good job picking up the pieces there and helping that program get on good footing. It's always good to see stories like that, and it's always good to see good people being rewarded for the good things that they do. So HL Bourgeois is one that I'm looking out for this coming year. No clue how it's going to go. They've got a tough schedule, very, very tough schedule. But I know that their coaches are going to put them in good position to make the most of the situation. Let's catch a break here on play-by-play. When we get back, we're going to Chandler Guitros, South Lafouche High School Baseball, for his weekly interview spot. It is play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's activities for the rodeo on Friday, we have DJ Frozen. We also have a cornhole tournament, followed by Sharks in December. Saturday, we have Bingo and Mimosas, DJ Frozen again. Rough and Ready, we have our awards, a live auction. And closing it out, we have Junior Lacrosse from 8 to 11. 
That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7th, 8th, and 9th in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jistler here spending the next, oh, 10, 15 minutes or so with South Lafouche High School baseball coach Chandler Guitros, who's on the line for his weekly Friday morning interview. Coach Guitros, good morning, buddy. How are you? Hey, coach, you hear us? Coach Guitros, do you hear us, sir? Uh, well, we're not having Coach Guitros. Let's see if we could figure something out here. Hold on, Chandler, if you could hear us. I'm getting Buddy Miller to come troubleshoot here in the studio. Let's see what's going on. Uh, we're going to have Chandler on here in this segment of the show. Uh, we're talking some uh, some baseball. The Tarpons are coming off of a good season. Buddy Miller, I, the phone is not connecting. I'm telling him hello, and he's not hearing me and all that good stuff. And I know I got it piped down, but I turned it down like he's so we've got Buddy in here troubleshooting and trying to figure some things out here on Play by Play Live Radio. Folks, bear with us. Coach, do you hear us now? Hello. All right. Sorry about that, brother. We uh we had some technical difficulties. Now I got you. Now we got you. All right. Uh, so let's talk about this, dude. You guys are a couple weeks removed from your Swampland season. I know we've had you on since then, and you're real proud of the way you guys played and everything of the sort. Now you move into kind of the – bigger, faster, stronger phase where you're getting them in the weight room and working and, you know, maybe some of them go off to other sports or whatever it may be. So what's Tarpon baseball look like in the month of July, bro? Oh, uh, right now, man, we, uh, we just been blessed this year. Uh, we have an all athletic, um, training programs where all of our non-football athletes are working out with our strength and conditioning coach, coach Bryce Guidry. Uh, so he's handling that strength and conditioning for us in the off season. He's a great weight room guy. And uh, I think he brings a lot to the table there, and he's doing that for all sports. So I think it's uh, great that uh, Coach Kale and the administration uh, have, have that position created, a strength and conditioning coach, uh, to allow all of our athletes in our athletic department to get bigger, faster, stronger. And then obviously with such a large amount playing football this year, which is a tremendous thing, I'm very happy about those guys are getting a little bit more intense stuff as we ramp up our upcoming football season. You know, with COVID uh, and with the storm, you guys lost some weight room time, right? Uh, a bunch of weight room time. So tell us about how big of a difference that actually makes. Because I think that people don't understand, you know, hey, they think, oh, you know, hey, you just missed a workout here. There, no big deal. But, man, you miss, you know, six months of a workout every day. It becomes a huge deal. Talk about how big of a setback that was not having all that, that, that time that you all missed in recent years. 
Yeah, and look, that, uh, that 2020 team, that's the biggest thing that we attacked whenever I got the job. In that uh, September of 2019, going into the 2020 season, it was the weight room. Uh, we had Coach Renee LeBlanc, who was with our program at that time, came up with a great lifting program, and we, we really attacked that weight room. And you saw it pay dividends as we started. Uh, we started 7-2, and two hitting balls in the gaps. A guy like Thomas Zach, who uh, was a very, you know, his first varsity experience really was a smaller guy. All of a sudden, he put some weight on. And I think that guy would have been an all-state pitcher that year. He was dominant. Um, so that weight room time is huge. Uh, that's what uh, I mean. We hit 19 home runs last year. I would just love to have seen, and we'll, we could always speculate what that could have been like if we had four years of true weight room time, and really gotten the maximum potential out of our athletes. And I know every school across the state is going through the same thing. Uh, us a little bit more with uh, with Ida this year, but with the COVID stuff before. Uh, look, they, that could have been a team where we have multiple guys with 10 home runs. You know, it's, uh, it's a shame. Uh, the Josh Pierce weight room time that we're talking about, we could have maybe got him up to 150, 155 pounds in high school, and he could have been reaching in the upper 80s. So uh, it makes a tremendous difference, you know. Um, even if we would have won state titles over the last couple of years, it still never would have been what it potentially could have been with that weight room time. That's how huge I think it is. So let's do a little bit different, man, because the last several times we've had you on, you know, we've talked about what you want to get better at and all that good stuff. So let's talk a little bit about, a little bit more about, you know, your experience as a whole since you've been the head baseball coach. Man, you've seen and coached in some big high-stakes games, some playoff games, some big wins and some heartbreaking defeats and everything of the sort. So I'm going to put you on the spot, man. You've been doing this a couple years now, being in the big chair is there any one game that stands out as like, man, if I could go back in time and relive that, that's what I would want to do. Is there any one so far that you've experienced? Uh, I think there's two. Uh, I think game one against Tioga um, last year in the, in the quarterfinal round, and I believe game two against South Terrebonne this year. There's some things that we did that I think that we, looking back and watching those games that we could have taken advantage of. Uh, that Tioga game last year, uh, whenever I uh, – protested an illegal bat. I wish I would have fought a little bit harder for it with the state of Louisiana because I think that could have changed uh, some things and we maybe could have got that game protested. Uh, not that that's, uh, you know, that's not why they beat us, but uh, the umpires were ill-informed of the rule and uh, I should have fought a little bit harder for it and, uh, you know, live with the results, whatever they may have been. And, uh, and this year against South Terrebonne, I think, especially base running, man, we just left some runs on the table. And uh, I guess one more I wish I could have back is that uh, – that game against Assumption this year, the uh, I think it was 11, 10, 11 innings, whatever mm -hmm. that ended up being. Um, whenever we had, I believe, base loaded or second and third with uh, no outs, I wish that instead of swinging away, I wish that I would have, uh, you know, tried to create a little bit more chaos, tried bunting that run in. You know, I still don't regret sending Josh on that deep fly ball. I made that call 100 out of 100 times. That was our shot to win the game, but I wish we'd have put one on the ground there maybe had a better chance. And maybe we could have been the 3-4 seed this year, and who knows where we end up. Dude, I respect the hell out of you, brothers. The question that I was intending to ask was like, you know, was, was there what was the best moment? And then you give me three times where you think you screwed up. So I appreciate so much the coaching you of giving me that. Uh, but you know, on the flip side to that, were there three moments or not not three, but a handful of things that were like, man, this is really awesome. Um, the Vanderbilt game last year where we uh, we trailed by a lot. I believe we were down seven to two or something like that going into the seventh inning. Have great at-bats, come back tight again, go into extra innings. Uh, Cyrus strikes out the side in the top of the eighth, and then Deuce comes back and sends that ball to the fence. That, that's really where I think that we arrived. You know, um, it, it was just such a, a big moment, man. 
the second that ball left Deuce's bat, I don't know how it stayed in the park, to be honest with you. Uh, but one of our top guys letting the entire area know, hey, that we, we, we've arrived. Because just like this year, that year we started the season on a little bit of a losing streak. And, uh, you know, we dropped the first game against Vanderbilt in district, and we don't lose another district game after that moment. And it uh, gave us the first uh, first share of a district title in 37 years as a program. And then, uh, obviously, later that season, an assumption, uh, you know, winning it to clinch it. Uh, also, that year, that uh, game two against Brobridge was just a tremendous, just a gutsy effort. Uh, well played, well coached on both sides. Uh, this year, uh, it's hard to pick a favorite moment, man. Like that assumption win whenever we, you know, clinched that district title. That game wasn't any fun. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the game, Casey, but that's, I think uh, we had like four or five lead changes oh, in yeah. a high scoring game. Uh, me and Bucky looked at each other after the game. We were relieved that we won. We hugged and we celebrated, but we just looked at each other after we shook hands and it's like, Dude, that was miserable, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, it was just a war, man. Uh, but this year, I mean, so many of them, the, the Vanderbilt games, the South Terrebonne regular season games, the Assumption win, uh, just so much, man. And it's it's hard to pick certain moments just because we've accomplished so much over the last couple of years that, uh, you know, now it's almost an expectation and you don't get to enjoy it so much in the moment. But now looking back, there, there were some special things and some special games that we played in. Yeah, no doubt about that, man. Um, so – Let's talk about, you know, you mentioned them earlier in the interview. Um, it's it's such a damn shame the fact that you coached a senior class that didn't get a chance to push into the postseason, that didn't get a chance to see where they would shake in the bracket and go play a best of two or three series and whatever it may be. Um, I know that you've done a ton for those kids. You know, the next year you let them throw out first pitches and, you know, they're always welcome back. But I'm sure there are some times where, you know, you're, you know, sitting around the fire talking with your buddies or your coaching friends or whatever, where you guys play the what if game because that was a really good team. And a lot of folks, because of the things that were happening in the world, kind of forget that you guys had a group that had a shot to do some special things that never got the opportunity, man. I'm sure that still stings a little bit. It stings because unlike uh, the pre, that, that was one of those you just felt that there was an energy in the air and, uh, you know, it, it was just, they were so bought in, man. And, you know, we started the season seven and two. We hadn't started the season seven and two the last two years after that where we've had great teams. And um, I'm not going to say that the 2020 team was overall the best team, but I think that that was the one with the best combination of youth and experience. And I think that may have been the best pitching staff that we've had. Uh, you know, we had uh, Thomas Zach, who, like I said, I think could have been an all-state guy. Austin Danos was fantastic. Uh, you know, you had Deuce with all that experience as a freshman. And then a guy named Josh Pierce, who in his very first appearance the week before COVID hit and a uh, nine batter struck out eight of them to get a save for us. And uh, I told him after the game, I said, Josh, you never pitch in a JV game again for the rest of your life. And uh, lo and behold, the world stopped about four or five days later. And, uh, yeah, it's a big what if, man, because, uh, you know, there, there's only so many chances you get where the momentum's there. Everything falls your way. And I think that's a year that it it really could have happened, man, just that combination of youth and experience. And to parlay that further, if we make a run that year, maybe the Tioga series doesn't shake the way it does because we already have that playoff experience. You know what I mean? You you expect to be there. You expect to win. Um, so, yeah, I do look back at it a lot. That was a great group of kids. Uh, in fact, Davin Buffini just came bring some shrimp to my house the other day. You know, still <laughs> keep in contact with a lot of those guys, man. Uh, love them to death, and uh, yeah, it's it's an absolute shame because I think that you know could have been the one if not to do it, 
to set us up for the next two years of playoff experience where we would have been a little bit better set to handle some situations. Sure. And, you know, while we're just reminiscing and everything, you talked about the Tioga series a minute ago, dude. How crazy was that whenever, look, you're facing like an SEC arm in game one, and Ducey hits one from Alexandria to Shreveport, and everybody's going crazy. It's like a home environment for you all. I remember, like, as a radio broadcaster, that was as wild as I've ever gotten for a baseball game, dude. In the dugout, that must have just been electricity there as you guys go up big and he puts that big swing on that ball and just crushes it. Dude, it was so many things that went into that, too. Um, if you remember, Casey, we were probably the only team in Louisiana that wore masks every single game that year. Yep. And, um, you know, because that's what my athletic director and my administration told me to do, so we did it. And, uh, you know, going before that playoff series, I was sitting in the office with Miss Jeremy and Coach Kyle, and they kind of smiled and said, all right, Chandler, I think that we could take the mask off now. The state's kind of, uh, you know, letting up a little bit. So uh, right before the game, I'll have the guys in the huddle, and it's, everybody's masked up. And I just said, all right, boys, let's take these things off. We're going to war. And that was, a, that, that was like we'd uh, won a, a baseball game. That's how excited <laughs> the kids got. You know, it was just such a, a, a big thing for them, um, you know, after all we've been through with COVID. And, uh I think first, second pitch of the game, Miles Mathurin lines went right through uh, Blake McGee's legs, and it's like, we here. And uh, like you said, that Darren Ducey home run, uh, Mr. Pete Mellison actually thinks that's one of the best moments in South Lafourche High School sports history. Win, lose, or draw, just that moment, it, that euphoria that you felt, um, that, that's going to go down as one of the best moments in our, schools, in, our, in our program's history, no matter what the result is. That was letting uh, you know, the state know that we've arrived and we're, we're a player here. You know? We're, we're going to be a factor for years to come. It's crazy to think. Let's talk a little bit about this year's team, then I'll let you go, bro. You guys uh, had a good summer. You were pleased with your offense, and you said you know, you're know you trying to find some depth on the mound and everything of the sort. Um, how different is it, though, now? Because, okay, the other sports, you know, you practice and you get in a bunch of work and everything, and then you start playing your season. You guys are a little bit different. You have this summer season, then you just kind of sit on your hands for a little while until you could start doing a little bit of side work and everything in the winter or whatever it may be. Um I'm sure that that's got to be a little bit of an antsy feeling because you're always thinking about it. You're the head baseball coach, but now you just got to kind of be patient and wait and you know wait for the other sports to happen. It is, man. It, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say that it's uh, an easy uh, situation because you're so antsy, especially with so many kids that need reps. But you got to be smart about how you're doing it. You got to have a plan. You got to know. I think that that's what we use our summer for is to make sure that when we get to the fall and four and ones and when we start practice that we're not wasting time. We're evaluating what position or what we think this guy's going to be able to do. We make a decision and then he'll start that spring or the four and ones working there. That way we're not trying to figure that out later. So summer is really for us about evaluating. We got a couple of guys that will probably never swing a bat in our program again, never play defense again. We're making them POs and we're not wasting any more time in the cage with them. Uh, not to say you're wasting time with a kid, but you know what I mean, not wasting their time. Uh, somewhere they're not going to play. So, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I spent the last – I was in uh, Houston over the weekend, and I spent a lot of that downtime when I was there looking at depth charts. And when I got home, uh, making depth charts, making plans for that. Uh, so, for the kids, that's why I encourage them all to go play another sport. That way you, you stay occupied, you stay competitive. Uh, but for us as coaches, no matter what we go through, it's got to be constantly thinking about what that plan of attack is when we get back together. Sounds like a winner, brother. Thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again next Friday, okay, man? All right, Casey, later. Yep, that is Coach Chandler Guitros doing a great job. Dude, I could I could spend the whole 90-minute show. And you know what? We may try to do that one time, right? Because we've still got another couple of Fridays before the next school year, right? We may try to have Chandler on for a whole show on a Friday 
and will just tell stories of the things that they've experienced. I could listen to him talk about the Tioga series for 30 minutes. I could listen to him talk about, you know, the comeback wins and all the drama and everything for 30 minutes. We didn't even get into some of the interesting circumstances that allowed him to get the job. You know, of course, with Coach Rav and some of the things that happened there, some of that stuff is better left unsaid, but some of that stuff is interesting too, is that it was it was almost like fate for him, right? You know, you got a little uh, local Bayou guy, loves the baseball program, learns from you know this other guy who it ends up not working out, but look, he'll be the first one to tell you he learned a lot from Coach Ravalier. And some of that seasoning has allowed him to be the very good coach that he is today. It all, like, he's got a very interesting story, and they've lived some stuff here in the last couple of years, man. And uh, we may we may arrange to do that. We may try to have him on for a whole show on Friday to just come and talk some tarpon baseball. It's play-by-play here on Kaylee B. When we get back, we're going to Brett Crosby. We'll talk some basketball in the next segment of the show with Coach Brett out of this break on Kaylee B. We'll be right back after this. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control need you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Dufresne Building Materials is inviting you to our 7th Annual Fishing Rodeo, Friday, August 19th, and Saturday, August 20th, in the same spot as always, Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. Scales will open Friday with a cornhole tournament at 6 p.m. Saturday's festivities include minnow races for the kids, auctions, door prizes, and more, and we'll have gator coolers for first, second, and third place in each category. This year's benefactors are the Center in Cutoff and Bridge to Independence at Nickel State University. Check out our Facebook page for more details. See y'all there. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to play-by-play here on KLEB. We thank Chandler Guitros for his time in the last segment. Now we go to assistant boys basketball coach with South Lafouche. 
and also an assistant baseball coach for the Tarpon Baseball Program, Coach Brett Crosby, who's joining us in this segment of the show. Coach Crosby, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Hey, Casey, doing good. Uh, just a couple of things before we get started. One, you were talking about your three-on-three league that you had running out of your house. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I know the game plan that you and Richard had. It was just to get Chris the ball in the post, and that was basically it. Pretty sure. I've, I could even give you one better. It was give the ball to Chris wherever on the floor and just get the hell out of the way. <laughs> and then uh, another thing, too, you was talking about Chandler. Uh, I mean, Chandler's one of my best friends, and, and, and I just wanted to coach on them. And, and that dude can chat you up all day long and get into specific scenarios. And even though we're the same age, you know, I can sit down and listen to him talk, too. Good time, especially when you uh, – you get them isolated, and you can just let him talk. He can tell you some stuff. Yeah, no doubt, Lou. We're, we're going to try to have him on for a whole Friday and share some stories of Tarpon Baseball because there are some stories to share of the last few years, as you know. So let's talk some Tarpon Basketball, brother, because we've got you on, and uh, you know you guys are fresh off of your summer where it was, it was busy, but it was a little bit lighter than a normal summer, right? But usually you guys are out of school in late May, and you could get a little bit more done this year with the – School ending in mid-June. You guys kind of lightened up a little bit, but got some work in. Talk about the way you guys played over the summer. Yeah, obviously with us being in school until June, it, it threw a wrench in a lot of our uh, our plans and stuff like that. But we still was able to make the most out of it. And uh, I think we played uh, eight games total. I think we played six total at E.D. White Summer Camp. And then we played two uh, little scrimmages against Central and uh I think for the most part, with what we were able to get done, we played well enough. And then obviously having a, a talent like a BJ Daniels never hurts. So he he was able to help us up, help us out tremendously. Um, even with you know some guys missing with other sports or just other obligations and things like that. But I, I think for the most part, and I think Coach Coach Williams can agree. Uh, given the circumstances, we played well. We could obviously improve, but it's something to look forward to. And uh, our biggest thing that we was looking for was trying to replace all that experience that we lost with uh you know the guys that just graduated with five seniors that graduated but four of them that played you know a lot a lot of minutes in every game so trying to plug and play new guys and try and fit those roles and 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 stuff like that so i think overall it was successful and uh there's always things you can improve on Brody told me, Coach Brody Williams, that is, told me last week on the show, he said, hey, look, man, I was, for the most part, pleased with our summer with one exception. And he said that the last time that you all went to Central Lafourche, he didn't like the effort. He said in between the two games, he kind of pulled everybody together. And I was there. I saw it happen. He got everybody together, laid into him, said, hey, this isn't Tarpon basketball. This isn't good effort. You know, we got to do better. I don't care who you are. If you're not hustling, you're coming out. All that good stuff that a coach says to try to inspire that effort. And he said that in the second half of the scrimmage, like they, he thought that it got a little bit better. How do you inspire the kids and let them know, like, look, South Lafourche is not a program where you could just show up and out-talent everybody. You've got to be willing to do the little dirty things. How do you make them know and understand, hey, we've got to be willing to work harder than the opponent if we want to have a chance? Yeah, I mean, Tarpon basketball, we, we have this, this sense of pride and the way that we play. And, and, I mean, you could obviously tell. Uh, how the program's been developed, especially over the last, you know, nearly 20 years with Coach Collier. But it's, it's been a part of our history since all the way since the school began. Like, we was always just the, you know, you know, tough guys, you know, play tough, play good defense and, and stuff like that. And it's just been kind of modernized with the way the, the game's been changing. But the way that we played 
and the style that we want to play hasn't really changed too much. And, yeah, those guys came out flat, and I think it's some to do with, you know, it's summertime, and they want to do certain things. And uh, I think a few of the guys had like some summer jobs, and they were making money for the first time. And, you know, you start getting your own paychecks. I think that kind of plays a factor into some of that stuff, which I get. I mean, I was a, a kid, too. I like making my own paychecks or having, you know, summer vacations planned out. But it's just the sacrifice that you have to make when playing summer sports, especially basketball. I mean, and it's not just the kids making the sacrifices, the coaches too. We got to go to practice. We got to go to games and stuff like that. But it's not, you know, for anything more than just the love of the game. We love coaching and we want those kids to be able to love playing too. And, you know, whenever you have those kind of games where the kids aren't producing and you know that they can produce more and be better and play better, you just got to try and find that wherever it is and try and pull it out of them to where you get them motivated and willing to play. And um, I was standing right behind Coach Brody whenever he pulled the, the guys into the corner and, and kind of, you know, tried to pump them up. And I, I was right behind him, and, you know, I was feeling kind of the same the way Coach Brody was play, was feeling. But at the same time, I was also getting the three songs, hearing them talk. You know, I was ready to go back up and go coach and go put on a jersey and go play too. And, um, you know, it, it's hard to do it during the summer sometimes, but, you know, you got to be able to still do it. And I know these kids, once October comes around and they off from playing basketball for a few months, they're going to have that hunger and that itch to play again. And it's going to be there. They're going to be ready to play. And uh, it is just tough the way this summer, you know, kind of fell, kind of motivated, hard, harder to motivate them this summer. But, uh, I mean, that's just the things you got to do. It just comes with the nature of the beast. Bro, from what I'm hearing, and I don't want to get everybody too excited, but we've been talking about this on the show for the last couple of weeks now. From what I'm hearing, there's a better than good chance that you guys are going to maybe be able to get some games in at home this upcoming year. I know that they tell me LCO is going up first, then you guys after, but they tell me that there's great progress being made over at LCO and that you guys are going to get some work started here pretty soon. As a coach, how amped up does that get you, bro? Because look, okay, last year there were no home games at all. The year before that, there's COVID and everybody's wearing a mask and there's social distancing and you're getting your temperature checked at the door and so much nonsense that it made people not want to go and there had you had to social distance and it was a mess. So for the first time, potentially in three seasons, you guys are going to maybe be able to get some home games in, knock on wood that there won't be any further storms or anything like that where people won't have to worry about anything and will be able to just go relax and have fun and enjoy the game and make some noise. I know that that's something you guys are looking forward to. Oh, it it would make me so happy to be able to play a home game in the tank again. Um, I was actually at school yesterday, and class uh, and went in the basketball office, grabbed something uh, to bring home, and uh, they had a basketball in the office. I actually went in the gym and I went shoot a free throw, and just the, the echoing of the rim in the gym like got me excited. And you know, I've been hearing these rumbles about possibly having games at home and. I truly hope so because it makes things a lot easier on, on the coaching staff, the players, you know, not having to bring all kinds of equipment. Kids don't have to travel, which puts, a you know, less of a burden on us and the kids as well. And just having having our own place to play. You know, we was grateful that Central let us play and then Thibodeau too allowed us to play a home game last year. And, uh, you know, Crosby Tugs allowing us to practice in their gym. Um, but just having our own place and being able to say we're home is going to mean the world. And, and I, I, I can't even put into words how excited I would be if, if we would actually get to play at home this year. Yeah, very good. No doubt about that. Um, 
Watched it play several times over the summer. And I know basketball is a complicated game, and it's not as simple as I'm about ready to say it. But frankly, Coach, whenever you guys played well and had some success and won some ball games, you guys were taking care of the ball and weren't turning it over. Whenever you guys fell short a couple times, you guys were turning it over and giving some freebies to the other team. I truly believe that the number one key to your season is going well, – really two things. First, got to stay healthy. Second is got to protect the doggone basketball, man, because this is not a group that's going to be able to turn it over 15 or 20 times and survive. Talk about the importance of when you got it, taking care of it, making sure you get a shot up at the rim every possession. This is going to be my fourth year coaching in the program, and the previous three years, one of the things that obviously Coach Collier was uh, still the head coach, one of the things that he always said, one of our goals for the season was to limit turnovers, to value the basketball. And there's no doubt that every year that has to be a high priority uh, in our program, especially the style in which we play a little bit slower, a little bit more methodical. So if we keep turning the ball over, that's less chances for us to score. Our mentality is we want to have somewhat longer possessions and limit the other team from scoring. But if we keep turning the ball over and give them more chances to score, that means they put more points on the board, and that means we're playing catch-up, and we don't want to have to play catch-up. Now, we have some guys that can you know, run the floor a little bit, so we have that in our pocket, but we don't want to have to always rely on it. You know, playing team basketball is the concept that we want to try and get across to these guys. Uh, getting our guards, especially, you know, coming across half court, well, it's just uh, a pressure defense that the other teams bring in full court or half court or just having a guy, you know, play man the whole court while our guy dribbles down the ball. We, we got to be able to protect the basketball and limit turnovers and be able to get into our offensive set and, and give our, ourselves the chance to score or at least get a good shot and uh, wear these guys out on defense so that when, you know, the other teams come back down the floor and try and play offense, you know, their legs are tired, their jump shots aren't as effective, they're not shooting three balls as effective anymore. So it, it all it all flows. And like you say, it, it sounds simple. that The game can get a little bit more complicated and complex, but taking care of the ball leads to longer possessions, which leads to other teams playing defense more which leads to them having, you know, more ineffective offensive sets on their end. So it all ties in. Yeah, no doubt about that. That's very well said. Um, look, man, we had Darian Jenkins on uh, yesterday. I believe. Yeah, yesterday. And she said, look, man, um, one of the big things we've got to do better is, you know, because they've got a very good individual player in Ellie Lorraine and a bunch of younger players around her. And she said openly, like, hey, we can't be too reliant on Ellie. We can't in the middle of the game, have four girls watching Ellie play. Everybody's got to feel a part of it. Everybody's got to buy in and believe in themselves. You all have a great individual player in Daniels. you got some other players around them too. But how important is it that you guys offensively don't get caught in the trap of, hey, all right, BJ, here's the ball. Go do something great. That that can't. That's not sustainable. How important is it that you guys understand, hey, it's going to take a five-man effort. Everybody's got to pitch in in their own ways. Yeah, like I just said, it is the concept of team basketball, and, and, and Coach Jenkins can relate. Like you said, she has Ellie Lorraine, who's a, a fantastic player, but they also have some other girls in the team that's going to be able to contribute. And I think a lot of it has to do with uh, their inexperience, but it also has to come down to their confidence, and the same thing with us as well. We have guys that are ready to step up, and they've shown flashes during the summer of being ready to step up and, and take, like I said, 
filling in those minutes that we lost last year from the, the, the seniors that graduated, uh, they have to be able to know that they have to be confident in themselves, but also be able to play their style of game, okay? Uh, knowing that, okay, your, you know, probably biggest strength is shooting the ball. Your biggest strength is playing defense. Your biggest strength is getting the ball in the post and not, you know, getting too flashy, just making a move and going up. So knowing your strengths and trying to hide the weaknesses within the concept of the program uh, is going to pay dividends. And it's, it's also them being able to, to trust the process. And, you know, there's going to be times where B.J. has to come out because maybe he fouled, uh, you know, got a couple of quick fouls early, or maybe he fouls out towards the end of the game. Or, God forbid, you know, he gets hurt, you know. These kids have to be able to know that, hey, I could hang with the best of them out there, but I could hang with all these other teams within, you know, the concept of playing team basketball and playing tarping basketball, running our sets and things like that. So there's a, a bunch of factors, but I think it comes down to having confidence in themselves, but also buying in and playing within the system is going to help these guys kind of pick up and play, you know, a higher level of basketball. And that, that's just going to make BJ that much more effective because if you have four of the guys or at least two other guys that can threaten to score, that's more eyes on the other two guys and less eyes on BJ, and that helps him out too in the long run. All right, so I'm going to give you the choice here. Would you prefer to talk Pelicans or Saints next? Ooh. Um, next sport up, let's talk Saints. <laughs> okay, let's talk some Saints. The news out of Carolina is they get Baker Mayfield in, and you know I truly believe that the the, the division is going to be a two team race. I don't think Mayfield is going to move the needle enough for Carolina. I think it'll be New Orleans and Tampa Bay. What do you think about the Saints, man? Because look, on one hand, I think that they're going to be a better team this year than last year in terms of the roster. You made improvements. You get Jarvis Landry, you get Teron Matthew, Marcus May. You should have Jameis Winston healthy for the whole year. Knock on wood. But conversely to that, you got a brutally tough schedule. So I think. The record might be about the same, even though the team is going to be better. What are your thoughts about about New Orleans as we're approaching the preseason in a couple of weeks? So I remember we talked like towards the end of basketball season last year, right after the Super Bowl, and you asked me uh, who I wanted to be the quarterback going forward. And I told you I was kind of excited for Jameis. And I'm still excited for Jameis. And as far as Baker Mayfield to the Panthers, um, I think Baker Mayfield is actually a sneaky good player. Yeah, I think yeah. every player fits perfect in certain schemes. Is Carolina a perfect scheme? I don't know. But Baker Mayfield has like that dog in him. He just wants to prove everybody wrong, and that always scares me. But as far as the Saints are concerned, they added more guys. They have a ton of playoff experience. And even though Alvin Kamara might be facing a suspension, you still have guys that can produce. We have you know, Michael Thomas, that should be coming back. We get Juice Landry. You know, we got draft pick uh, in the first round, Chris Olave. We got guys that can play. The only thing I'm worried about is our tight end, and, and you know, Cesar Ruiz, you know, scares me. But if everybody else is healthy, then the other four should hopefully cover that fifth guy. I'm excited for the Saints. I think the Saints can win 10 games, make the playoffs, maybe win a first-round game. Am I saying Super Bowl bucks? No. But I think a good season for the Saints, and I think realistically is playoffs, maybe Stealing would be hosting a playoff game in the first round, ball weekend, and winning that first-round game and maybe 
sneaking a second round win, I, I think I don't think that's unrealistic in my opinion. Oh no, I don't think that's unrealistic either. The only concern I would have, man, is this: is look, how big of a drop off is it going to be going from Peyton to Allen? And I don't know the answer. Allen may come in and may do a great job. But Sean Payton is a transcendent head coach. He was doing a wonderful job, and he was making chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what with that offense over the last couple years. How is it going to look without him? I guess it's going to be the only concern. But, heck, first week of the season, if they score 35, 40 points against Atlanta, hey, full steam ahead, bro. I I think that you're right. I think they could have a really good year. There's one guy that's still on staff that's still under the radar is Pete Carmichael. He's been with Sean Payton for the majority of the time that Sean Payton was there. And actually, in 2011, and I could be wrong, I think it's 2011, the, the season which arguably had the greatest Saints team that didn't win the Super Bowl, Pete Carmichael was calling the plays. Now, granted, you had guys like Drew Brees, you had Pierre Thomas, Robert Meacham, Marcus Colston, Jeremy Shockey. I think Pete, Pete Carmichael is going to get this system and this offense ready for Jameis Winston. And I, I think he's going to be more than capable enough of getting – you know, the offense rolling. I think he won't be as stubborn as Sean Payton can be sometimes. Sean Payton sometimes, I think it was he knew he could pass the ball and he wanted to pass the ball too much or times that he knew he could run the ball and he ran the ball too much and he kind of got in his own way sometimes. I think Pete Carmichael is going to have this offense going. Okay, yeah, and that very well may be the case. We'll see how it shakes out. Lastly, before we let you go, I've been asking people all week, I'm surprised, not surprised, I'm shocked at the results that I'm hearing on this little survey. If Kevin Durant becomes available to the Pelicans, do you want him, yes or no? No. You're crazy. Y'all are all crazy. Y'all are all insane. I'm not doubting his talent at all. I don't think he has good enough team chemistry, and I think that plays a huge factor in the professional game. So if if the offer is Ingram and a couple of firsts, you're not taking that deal? No, because that's not going to be feasible, not especially with what Rudy Gobert went for. Yeah, well, yeah, I hear you. That, that, that uh, That's not going to be the offer. <laughs> that's maybe the, the trump no. card there. No, and honestly, I'm excited for Brandon Ingram. I think he finally has a place where he can kind of showcase himself. I think he's still coming out of his shell. But I really like this, this young nucleus that the Pals have, and we really don't know what it's really going to look like with Zion. We have a small sample size, so why not? see what this is like and you might you might not get a chance for Kevin Durant ever again but I'm 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 okay with what I see with the Pels and and you might think I'm crazy along with a lot of other people but I'm not going to sacrifice uh, a young good nucleus that I'm excited about for a player that's kind of on the downside of his prime yeah no I hear you and look what it all comes down to is and you said it is, is you know, I'm asking a question that's kind of unfair, right? I'm saying, okay, would you want Kevin Durant, yes or no? I obviously am not taking into account the fact that you would have to give up probably Ingram, McCollum, and and picks to get him. So, yeah, I understand what you're saying, my man. But, look, dude, we're up against it. Thanks so much for the time, and we'll chat again soon, okay, bro? All right, buddy. Good talking to you, and I'll uh, talk to you down the line. Yep, that is Coach Brett Crosby with South Lafouche. I'm so I'm so surprised, man. And, look, it's nothing against Coach Brett, but the point that he made is, is actually the – probably the winning argument, right, is that the price you would have to pay to get Kevin Durant is going to end up being too steep to make it worthwhile. But I'm so surprised to hear so many people that don't want him under any circumstance. There are a lot of people out there like, 
hey, even if he would just be signing here and you don't have to give up anything, there are so many people in the area that are like, no, I don't want that dude. Like, he's a bum. He's this, he's that. Oh, man. He's a transcendent player. I have, <clears throat> he's been the best player on a team that I rooted for before whenever I was, you know, following Harden with the Nets. It's such a luxury to give the ball on the elbow and just know, all right, you're scoring two points this possession because there's nothing the defense could do to stop him from getting his shot up. That's such a luxury. There are some concerns chemistry-wise. There are some concerns about, all right, well, how much are you actually going to have to give up to get this guy? Because, look, the Nets reportedly wanted Anthony Edwards, Carr Anthony Towns, and four first-round picks from Minnesota to get Kevin Durant. That's a completely unrealistic offer. So if you parlay that into New Orleans, that would be like offering Zion, um, Brandon Ingram, and four first-round picks, which is ridiculous. So you're, you're, of course, not going to offer that. Um, but, man, ooh, he's he's a special, special player. And when he's right, which, look, there are, there are very few instances where he is right, right, because he's always either disgruntled or hurt. When he's right, he could do some special special things it's play by play here on KLEB let's catch a break when we get back I'll get you my weekend predictions and then we're going to maybe comb the headlines and everything in the world of sports it's play by play here on KLEB we'll be right back after this you're listening to KLEB 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow the French Connection the all-new Ragin' Cajun 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Hey, 
thank Chandler Guitros for his time earlier in the show. We thank Brett Crosby for his time in the last segment of the show. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Let's talk a little bit of LSU football here in this segment of the show. The Tigers get another commitment yesterday. Uh, remember this time last week, right? I'm over here belly aching. Oh, LSU's only got five or six commitments. You know, they better start picking it up. Somebody was apparently listening. Was they get another commitment yesterday from Jeremiah Hughes, who's a cornerback, a four-star cornerback from Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, LSU now has 12 commitments for the incoming recruiting class, which would be 2023. So uh, having them committed right now is is nice, uh, but you've got to still have them committed by December so that you know you got to survive the test of time and see how that all shakes out. But it's good to know that the Tigers are continuing. Look, you've got 12 commitments. Only two of them are from Louisiana. You're getting Two from Georgia, two from Texas, one from California, one from Indiana, one from Maryland, one from Minnesota, one from Missouri, and now one from Nevada. So LSU flexing their muscles, showing you know the the whole national brand narrative that we talk about a lot with the Tigers. Um, they've got some big fish that are cooking, though, right? <laughs> they've got some big fish in the state of Louisiana that they're trying to get um, in the upcoming weeks. Uh, the biggest fish of them all is the big prize wide receiver from Catholic of Baton Rouge, Shelton Sampson Jr. LSU's hunting him pretty hard. He's the number 33, or me, the number 31 prospect in the country um, from Catholic. And by all accounts, LSU's way out in front in the lead for his services. That would be a big get for Brian Kelly because if there is one thing that the Tigers are lacking in this recruiting class, it's that Louisiana flavor. They've lost some dudes here now. You know, you of course, you lose Arch Manning who's going off to Texas. You lose Derek Williams, who's going off to Texas, the big safety from Westgate. Then Eli Holstein's going off to Alabama. You got to start getting some of these Louisiana guys, right? I could forgive you the two quarterbacks. A, Arch Manning was never going to LSU. And then Eli Holstein, you know, quarterbacks don't want to go because LSU's got a bunch of quarterbacks right now. It's kind of opposite of where the program has been in recent years where you could go there as a true freshman and you were guaranteed to start and whatever it may be, it's different now. They've got them piled up. They've got Brennan for this year. They've got, you know, the transfer from Arizona State, maybe the Daniels for next year. Then you got Walker Howard and you still got Nussmart. Like, they've got them piled up there in Baton Rouge right now. I could see where a quarterback wouldn't want to be part of that. But the rest of these guys here, Shelton Sampson Jr., you know, 6'4", 181 wide receiver from Catholic, you got to get him. You know, Zalens Hurd, offensive tackle, 300 pounds from Neville. You got to get that dude, right? Some of these other guys on the board, um, Caleb Jackson, a running back, 5'10", 200 pounds from Liberty Magnet. These are guys that Brian Kelly's got to bring in. Tyree Adams from St. Augustine, big 286-pound four-star offensive lineman. Got to have him. So while I like what they're doing recruiting-wise, so far, and plugging up a lot of holes. Look, I love that they're getting a lot of defensive linemen. I think that was a big position of need. You can never have too many. I love the fact that they're getting some guys in the secondary, right? They've now got a couple of cornerbacks uh, solidified. A bunch of safeties are in this class. You can never have too many defensive backs on, in your roster. By and large, so far, LSU's loading up on defense, right? Okay, they've got 12 commitments. Let's count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine. Nine of the 12 are defensive players. So Brian Kelly knows, hey, man, like 
I'm coaching the offense, bro. And everywhere I've ever been, <laughs> my offense has been pretty damn good. So he knows, not that he's sacrificing the offense. That's not what I'm saying. That's not at all what I'm saying. He's going to go and get some guys. I think they're going to sign the big receiver from Catholic. And he knows that he's going to get some dudes on the offense. But he's approaching it from the perspective of, I've watched these dudes play defense over the last few years. They're, they haven't been any good. Let me fix that first because I know that with me coaching the offense and the playmakers and the talent in Louisiana, if I could hold an opponent to 21 with the talent that I'm going to have on my roster, I'm going to be able to score 24-28 and beat you. So he's trying to solidify that defense and get things rolling from that end, and I think that's the right way to approach it at LSU. If you got a good enough defense at LSU, the state of Louisiana is going to bless you with running backs and wide receivers, and you're going to be able to piece together an offense that's going to be able to score a little bit, unless if you're a complete buffoon like Les Miles who's going to want to run I-form into the box all game long, you're going to be able to score. I think that a lot of folks last year, let's take last year for example, I think a lot of folks would concede the idea that LSU's offense last year was pretty poorly coached, right? You know, they had Mangus and Peets and, there was so much you know, miscommunication and discombobulation. They were calling timeouts, and it was not a very well-coached offense, right? With that having been said, in 13 games, they scored 27, 34, 49, 28, 19, 21, 49, 17, 14, 13, 27, 27, and then 20. So even with an offense that wasn't particularly well-coached, that was ravaged by injuries, was ravaged by opt-outs, you were still scoring roughly 20 or so points a game. That's without Boutte. That's without, you know, the running back depth and the offensive line mostly being out for some, like that's without a whole lot of your roster. You were still finding ways to score. With Brian Kelly, the offense is not going to be poorly coached. They're Hopefully, knock on wood, not going to have 10, 12 guys who are going to be opting out in the middle of the season every year. And I think you're going to be able to put a bunch, a bunch of points on the board. So if you could hold an opponent to 20 or less, you're going to have a chance to win just about every time you take the field. So LSU gets a big commitment there. And now they're going to um, you know, look to try to secure some of the bigger chips that are on the table out in the future. Let's talk a little tennis for a second. Very unfortunate news as Rafael Nadal had to bow out of Wimbledon in the semifinals. Kiergos will go on to the finals. He'll be taking on Novak Djokovic, who actually just won his semifinal match. Novak Djokovic wins in four sets. So we're looking at Kiergos versus Djokovic in the final. I think that's a rollover. I think Djokovic is going to hammer him and win another major championship uh, out at Wimbledon. That's been a good tournament so far. It's been great to see all the competitors and all the the prestige of that event. It's just a shame that Dendal didn't get an opportunity to, you know, go and chase it on the on the court with the injury he had to bow out early. But hey, such is life. Let's talk a little bit of golf, but let's not talk like PGA Tour and live golf. Let's talk celebrity golf for a second. The American Century Championship. Let me Google when this is going to be. American Century Championship. When is that tournament going to take place? That is, uh, that's actually now. Okay, so that's how it's beginning today. The American Century Championships are beginning today out in Tahoe. It's usually one of my favorite golf events to watch in the year, right? Because you get a chance to watch Tony Romo and Steph Curry and 
all the celebrities play, and some of them are really damn good. Some of them are awful. Let's be honest. Some of them are awful. Charles Barkley would fall in the awful category. But here's the thing about Sir Charles, right? Sir Charles is not a good golfer. He's famously not a good golfer. But Sir Charles is notorious for absolutely loving the game. Like he he plays and works on his game constantly. When he's not on television working for inside the NBA or whatever it is that he's working on, he's out on the links and he's playing. Like the dude really takes seriously, you know, uh, the way that he plays. Reports are that he has improved greatly in recent weeks, in recent months, and now there's a bet out there that he's going to finish in the top 70 of the 83-man field. There's been a lot of debate and a lot of discussion. Stephen Curry yesterday, Stephen Curry is one of the guys who could play. He's one of the favorites in the event. He said, hell no, in, in regards to Chuck finishing in the top 70. And then Curry said, you could clip that, you could send it to him, let him, play, let him hear it on every single tee box. There's no way he's doing that. So you could actually go on FanDuel or whatever betting book you use <laughs> and bet on this. Charles Barkley is a 5-1 to one underdog to finish in the top 70. Last year, he finished 76th. So if he just makes a little bit of improvement, it's not too far-fetched. I may lay a dollar or two on that. I may show a little bit of belief in my man, Chuck, to go ahead and finish that off. Tony Romo is the favorite to win the event. He's won it a handful of times. He's a 3-1 to one favorite. Followed by Marty Fish, who's seven to two, John Smoltz, who's nine to two, and Vinny Del Negro, who's the defending champion. He's seven to one. Annika Sorenstam is in the field. She's seventeen to two odds. Stephen Curry's twelve to one, and uh, his his father Dale Curry is eighty-five to one. Charles Barkley, by the way, if he wins the tournament, it's seventy-five hundred to one odds. Meaning, if you bet like ten bucks, you'll be rich. <laughs> of course, we know that Chuck's not going to win the event, but he may finish in the top seventy given some of the improvements that he's made in his game. A couple of more headlines. Um, around the world of Major League Baseball, Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera are going to be uh, performing in the All-Star game as honorary participants in the 2022 game. Pujols, of course, is a member of the St. Louis Cardinals, and Cabrera, a member of the Detroit Tigers, they get honorary inductees into the event. They are the only players in MLB history to register 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, and 600 doubles. Um, it's, it's a little bit sad, right? And I don't mean sad in a negative way. Um, I don't mean it in a negative way, but I've been watching the Cardinals play the last four nights in a row because they've been playing Mike Braves in a four game series and to watch Albert Pujols play today, as opposed to 15, 20 years ago, like he's a, he's a shadow of what he once was. So in that respect of like, it's a little bit sad to see that father time is undefeated, and now he's just kind of a bench player and like a pinch hitter, and you know he gets a base hit, and he really can't run down the line. Like he could hardly move. So it is sad to see. But on the flip side to that, it's awesome to see that even at his age, right, and even though he really can't run, even though you know he he struggles to get up and down the base pads or whatever it may be, he's 42 years old. I'm talking about Pujols now. He's got a 2.94 average against left-handed pitchers. He's only batting 200 on the season as a whole, but against lefties, he's batting 294 with an 800 OPS. So you throw a lefty at my dude, he could still go in and get you a knock. You throw a lefty at my dude, he could still come in and like hit one out. So it's still like it's so interesting to me because the rumors about Pujols have always been 
Okay, he came into Major League Baseball in, what's the, probably like 1999, 2000, 2001. Okay, if he came into MLB in 2001, and right away was a phenom. Like, his rookie season, 37 home runs, 130 RBI, right out of the gate, he was a phenom. And there were a lot of rumors, and I think that the rumors at this point, if you look at, you know, the validity of them and you look at the sources, I think they're credible rumors that there were some fudging going on of the birth certificates and he actually is probably a couple, if not maybe even several years older than what he is portraying himself as. So he's listed as 42, might actually be 45, 46, maybe even older, and is still getting knocks and finding ways to get on base and finding ways to do things that you know people that age shouldn't be able to do. So it just goes to show the transcendent talent that that man is. 683 career home runs, 3,326 base hits. Just an amazing player. Now, on the flip side to that, I don't want to leave out Miguel Cabrera in this conversation. Uh, Miggy Cabrera, uh, what a player he has been throughout his career. Cabrera's a little bit younger than Pujols. He's 39. Pujols is out in his 40s. All Miggy's doing this year is hitting 308. <laughs> for the Detroit Tigers, he's 39 years old. He's still hitting above 300 on the year. He's hitting 308 for the year. He's lost his power. He's only got three home runs. He doesn't have that big power stroke anymore that he used to have. But he's a guy also, 3,000 career hits, 3,065 hits, 500 home runs, and even still now is a good contact hitter. He's not striking out people. He's got. I mean, he's not getting struck out, rather. Um, and he's finding his way on base, and he's doing such a wonderful job, even in the the twilight of his career, being a leader for a Tigers team that, look, let's be honest, they're not any good. They're not going anywhere. But being a leader in that clubhouse, it's awesome to see. So they're both going off to the All-Star game, and it'll be cool to see them get maybe that final ride into the twilight. It's play-by-play. Play. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to give our weekend predictions and then our betting picks. Then we're out of here. It's play-by-play play on Kaylee B. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and night in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo, coming this July 7th, 8th, and 9th in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, and Reserve. 
Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. been here the whole time you know a lot of times when the bumper music plays i either have left the studio to go pick up some papers off the printer or to go use the restroom real quick or whatever it may be i've been sitting here the whole time i was just listening to the music let's listen to it for 10 more seconds why not you know (laughs) one of the iconic theme songs in wrestling history and part of the reason why the nwo was what it was is because of the great theme music and theatrics and all the amazing things that that group was able to accomplish. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Let's thank our sponsors one more time today. The Blue Boot Rodeo, which is actually going on right now, held on July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South LaFouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Join us tomorrow, every Saturday at 10 o'clock for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. That's Sports Corner. Um, Get you some predictions here. I got a handful. Not a, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Um, but I got a handful. The first prediction goes to what we were talking about in the last segment of the show. To hell with Steph Curry. Charles Barkley's getting into the top 70 over at the Celebrity Golf Tournament. I believe in you, Chuck. The American Century Championships. Barkley finished 76th last year in the 87 golfer field. 
He's going to do better. He's going to get into the top 70 this time. Let's go, Chuck. Let's make it happen. Let's win one for America. Barkley's going to finish, I'll say, 67th and is going to find a way to cash everybody in on all of those bets. The second prediction is Novak Djokovic is going to crush Kyrgios um, this weekend in the finale at Wimbledon. It's two different classes, two different leagues. Djokovic is a world-class player. Kyrgios is a guy who's good on grass. There is a difference. There are levels to this stuff, as the kids would say. Djokovic is going to pummel Kyrgios in three sets and get out of there as the Wimbledon champion. Um, The next prediction would be in the world of Major League Baseball. I think that the Yankees are going to continue to pummel the Red Sox over the weekend. They're actually going to be one of my betting picks in just a second. The Yankees are a better club than the Red Sox are. And though the Red Sox hit Garrett Cole a little bit, the Yankees still won the game. I think the Bombers are going to continue to put it on them. And again, as the kids would say, there's levels to this stuff. Today, Nestor Cortez is throwing against Connor Seabold. Connor Seabold is a triple-A pitcher. He's allowed 15 hits in eight innings. The Yankees are going to tomahawk him, and Cortez is going to get out. So I like the Bombers to continue to put it on the Red Sox throughout the course of the weekend. Um, My next prediction, I don't think there's going to be any movement at all in the Kevin Durant nor Kyrie Irving stuff over the weekend. I think that stuff, that that conversation is is dead in the water. And in fact, if I'm giving a betting pick today, and this isn't going to be one of my official three, but if I'm giving a betting pick today, uh, and you're listening to this and you play on FanDuel or Caesars or you know whatever app that you choose, go and take Kevin Durant to start the season next year with the Brooklyn Nets. It's plus odds right now. It's like plus 400, plus 500, depending on the book. Y'all, we're July the 8th. The season starts in like, you know, okay, August 8th, September 8th, October, like three and a half months the season starts. They're not going to trade Kevin Durant before the season. I think it's almost a lock, especially for it being plus odds. I think Kevin Durant's going to start the year with the Nets. Remember, just look at history. I like to bet based on history and things that I have seen. Um, James Harden requested a trade during the summer. And then there was all this drama and hoopla. Oh, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Then around this part of the summer, there was a lull. And the silence lasted all the way through the start of the season. And you remember Harden started that next year with the Rockets, played there for about 10, 15 games, and then got traded. And I think that's what we're going to see. I think the Nets are going to carry such a big asking price that they're going to keep him in tow. And then once they see that he's in the building and is being a problem, like it's easy to say, oh, we'll make it work whenever you don't have to face the guy every day, right? During the offseason, it's really easy to say, ah, we'll make that work. No problem. We'll, We'll work it out. But when he's actually in the building every day causing problems, then you 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 realize, all right, we got to make a move here. And once they're having to face him every day, that's when that asking price is going to go down, and I think a deal is finally going to get made. And then the last prediction is I think my Braves are going to beat the snot out of the Nationals this week, and that's not going out on a limb. That's just me puffing up my feathers and talking up my Braves. They've been playing super well. They're 49-35. and 35. I think they're going to have a big weekend. Very quickly, some betting picks. I gave you one earlier. The Yankees are going to win and cover the run line today against the Red Sox. Um, Nestor Cortez is throwing against Connor Seabold. That's that's no contest. The Yankees are going to win that. 
Cortez has been great this year. Seabold doesn't belong on an MLB mound. The Yankees are going to take care of that one. Next betting pick that I got for today, how about I like the Tigers today to cover the run line. That's plus one and a half as the underdogs against the White Sox. Tyrick Skubal is throwing for Detroit. He gets a lot of strikeouts. He's been cold lately, but the Chicago offense isn't particularly good. I like that one to go uh, via the Tigers in a close loss or maybe even a win, an upset win for Detroit. I also like over eight and a half in that one too because I think there are going to be some runs in that contest. The last one that I'll give you, it's a cheat code. You know, oh, feel like I'm going out on a limb here, right? I'm taking the Dodgers in the run line. You could take them in the run line every single day and profit off of it. They're playing the Cubs. They won decisively yesterday. They're going to win decisively again today. You've been listening to Play by Play. I'm out of here, y'all. Have a wonderful weekend. Go check out the Blue Boot Rodeo. Have a good time. Look, it's wet and it's raining right now. Y'all be safe on the roads. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. God bless. This is Casey Just Go signing off. We'll be back Monday. L-E-B, 1600 AM and K274-DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.